0: Right now, you can get Black Friday deals all month at Hurson's Kia. If you're looking for a new car, check out the great deals at Herson's Kia. They have 0% financing available and lease is starting at only $99. Check them out at Hurston'sKia.com.
1: Hello, my little friends. It is appalling and outrageous that anyone would suggest for a minute that if they lose an election, they're not going to leave.
2: Period. (laughs) And if he were to refuse to concede, and this is a hypothetical, but you're a military guy, what role would the U.S. military have to play in that type of scenario? Absolutely no role.
3: Are you a Rick Astley fan? Uh, not a massive one. But <gasps> I was oh, that was the wrong thing to say. Around. He's listening oh. and he's coming up in just a moment. I'll ask you again. Are you a Rick Astley fan? Love Rick Astley. Best. <laughs> <At> the,
4: <laughs> <at> the, <laughs> <great>. <laughs> you know, we do have to take into account that her boyfriend did shoot at the cops and shot a cop. So, like I say, even though I'm really sorry she lost her life, I don't think that we can just say we can put this in in the same situation with George Floyd and Ahmad Aubrey, I just don't believe that. Here we
5: go. It's a Friday edition of VB in the Middle on AM 680 WRKO, and if that introduction gives you any indication, oh, we got some things to talk about. Let's start right at the end of that, Lightning. Did you ever see Charles Barkley play basketball?
6: No, I'm not a basketball person, period, so I don't watch much basketball.
5: So, your no. opinion of so what would your opinion of Charles Barkley at, prior to today what would it be based on anything Not you are going to have an opinion Not,
6: of I don't Barley. have an opinion on him so I don't have much do you to You I know more now and I do have an opinion now more so than I did before yes
5: we'll get into Charles Barkley and his comments on TNT last night during the uh, halftime of the Lakers unfortunate victory over the Nuggets A few things Displease me more than the lakers winning ever and in particular when lebron james is on their team uh, i hate everything about that team and yet there they are 3-1 right now um but we're going to talk about that a little bit later on because i find that very interesting and it'll be our way to get back into the whole brianna taylor discussion obviously lightning got some charlie baker in there if you don't know by now charlie baker and donald trump are going at it and we're going to get into that in just about 10 minutes who you got and the Baker-Trump kerfuffle. And we'll play you everything that Charlie Baker had to say. And he had a lot to say. And then also he walked off without taking questions about it. Because, oh, wow, what a mic drop. We'll get into it, though. We'll we'll discuss that for sure. That weatherman in England? ever Ever put someone on the spot like that, Lightning? Did they not watch the OJ trial? You don't ask him to put the gloves on if you don't know if he can put the gloves on. The anchor did that to that weather guy. He screwed that guy. And then the weather guy... Did open mouth and insert foot.
6: I feel like this is something you would do to me. No, I can't. Oh, I, I, can't I would com- do it to you, you would, and you I have would. been the
5: weather guy. I have been both of those guys.
6: You wouldn't tell me. You just don't want to hear my genuine reaction and be like, well, funny story, Lightning. We have such and such coming up.
5: I would absolutely do that you and would. probably have tried to do that to you without you even knowing yes. it and didn't get the results yes. yet. Yes. We'll get into that a little bit later as well. Uh, but can we start here, Lightning? There is... Every once in a while, there is a story that comes along and a headline that comes along that when you see it, you must stop everything you're doing, and you must consider, A, the story, and then, B, how you want to approach it. Do you remember yesterday, Lightning? man, di- Massachusetts man dies from eating too much licorice.
6: Uh, how can I well, forget? If-
5: that's one we're going to stop and we're going to discuss, right? And whatever you think of my take on it, we, we went there, and we did that. Today... I wake up, and the first thing I see is a New York Post headline, Chris Christie once threatened to sit on
6: Mike Bloomberg. That is horrifying. Well, I am I, <laughs> going to
5: go, okay, life, you are on pause. This is now my sole focus. Somebody said I have kids. I don't know if I do because I'm focused on this. Someone said there's remote learning in my house. Is there? I don't know. I'm working on this. Someone says I have a job later. Right now I'm here. Okay, leave me be. It's like when you used to watch Friends in the 90s, Lightning. Nothing else is happening. True. true. Just this thing. Yep. <laughs> Chris Christie once threatened to sit on Mike Bloomberg. Would you like to know more, like?
6: Yes, tell me more. <laughs> Good. I think it's horrifying, funny, a lot you. of things. I want to know more.
5: <laughs> Where does this come from, you ask? Yes. Well, David Patterson, do you remember that name? He was the blind African-American... Governor of New York. Do you remember it, David Patterson? Mm-hmm. He's got a new book coming out, a new memoir, Black, Blind, and In Charge. In his memoir, David Patterson recounts an event July 8, 2010. Obviously, Patterson was the governor of New York, and Christie was the governor of New Jersey, and they were awaiting the arrival of queen elizabeth lightning Ooh, she was going to see ground zero and she was going to lay a wreath there so they were both there to greet her and for the photo op and the whole thing one problem was mike bloomberg who was then the mayor of new york city was late at the event the queen was not yet there because They had to wait for everybody that was going to kiss the ring to get in place to kiss the ring, and then the ring would show up. So Queen Elizabeth hadn't shown up yet because Mike Bloomberg hadn't shown up yet. Christie apparently standing next to Patterson is getting increasingly annoyed with Bloomberg and starts to gripe about it out loud. Among other things, he says, quote, I was told by the protocol people that nobody escorts the queen but Prince Philip. That would be your understanding, right, Lightning?
6: Yeah, sure. Yeah, of course. Why but not? But Christy
5: goes on. But I bet you Bloomberg's going to try and stand in front of both of us and escort her here. You watch. Patterson says, yeah, Chris, Michael always takes charge like that, but I'm okay with it. So Patterson's okay with Bloomberg doing the look at me. It's the top shelf, top step thing. In Bobby Valentine's case, the former manager of the Mets and Red Sox, whose nickname was top step. Why? He always stood on the top step of the dugout. So every time the camera showed the dugout, you'd have to see Bobby Valentine. Look at me. I'm Bobby Valentine, manager of this team. Bloomberg apparently has got some of that in him. So, Patterson says, yeah, but whatever, I'm fine with it. Christie wasn't. Well, I'm not putting up with it this time, Christie apparently snapped. And then says the following, if you believe David Patterson, Lightning. Quote, if he tries it today, I want you to trip him, and then I'm going to sit on him. No, God! No, God, please, no! No! Well, the New York Post has a picture of David Patterson meeting the Queen, and they're sort of shaking hands. You don't see Christie next to him, um, but he was apparently there. (laughs) The, The Queen apparently was there right around the time that Christie said it. Patterson's book says, I didn't notice that Her Majesty was standing in front of me trying to shake my hand when it was my turn. And so there was a bit of an awkward moment. He regains his composure and blah, blah, blah. Apparently, Bloomberg did pull some thing where he then did step in. And as Patterson says, I could feel Christie's blood boiling. Just try and picture this lightning, okay? Let's say Christie got his way. There's the queen. There's Bloomberg trying to step in front to get in next to the queen. Then there would be the blind governor of one state tripping him, while the rotund governor of another state then sits on the guy.
6: (laughs) It is quite an unbelievable thing to imagine.
5: I don't know what moments in history you would want changed for comedic effect, but man... Wouldn't you like to have seen this play itself out?
6: <laughs> yes. I mean, yes and no. It's horrifying. It's horrifying to think about. I would absolutely never want to be in Bloomberg's position ever in my life, obviously. <laughs> Who would? I mean, that's horrifying. I don't know, you know
5: if this really happened. The way, that's
6: the thing of nightmares, thinking about Chris Christie <laughs> sitting on you. like that is That is the frightful thing this oh, Halloween, oh. that's for sure.
5: I don't know if it happened. But if you want to sell books, that's a pretty good headline to get into a paper to make people know that, oh, he has a book out. So there you go. And by the way, I can guarantee you this. David Patterson, any publicity he does for his book, this is coming up every single time. Absolutely,
6: He's well, going to get should. sick of talking
5: about this in a hurry.
6: Yeah, but it should come up. That's how you start You're really gaining a lot of interest in it, for sure. Quickly,
5: Lightning, the other story that also caught my attention, did you see the uh, Argentinian parliamentarian, the member of parliament down in Argentina who has now resigned?
6: No, what happened there?
5: Uh Argentinian politician resigns for kissing boob. Come again? Yeah. <laughs> so apparently they're having a meeting of the parliament down there but they're doing it via Zoom like Okay, that. yeah. And so there's so many members what happens is things are scrolling by and you're just getting to see these guys on a constant loop as they switch around. Well, as it turns out this particular guy's girlfriend it's a pretty murky one apparently he's estranged from his wife he apparently has a girlfriend not everybody knew it his girlfriend is on his staff always a good idea right oh yeah and she has recently gotten a boob job
6: interesting okay
5: what happens is the Zoom is going, and he thinks it is Zoomed off of him, but it hasn't. She approaches. He pulls her in close. He looks towards her left breast, then pulls her top <laughs> down, leans in, and kisses her breast.
6: While everyone's watching on the Zoom. Yes.
5: <laughs> You'd have to know it where it was to see it, but now that you know it, of course you'll see it. His story is that she had recently gotten a boob job and was complaining, you know, a little, oh, it's sore here or whatever. He's like, oh, let me kiss it and make it better. But why he would have to pull the top down to do it is a little unclear. But nonetheless, yes, a politician caught on camera kissing the boob of his girlfriend, and now he has resigned.
6: Well, if we've learned anything here, he should have already known that anything and everything in Zoom, on Zoom meetings, can be heard, can be seen, can be... You never know what's going on with that technology, so don't do anything shady like that.
5: All I'm telling you is when you think there's no joy in the world and there's (laughs) nothing that can make you laugh because you're pulling your hair out as you try and deal with remote learning, I've just given you two headlines that might make you laugh. There you go. Chris Christie once wanted to sit on Mike Bloomberg, and a politician in Argentina has resigned for kissing his girlfriend's breast on the live Zoom camera while they were having (laughs) a pollination. I would think those would cheer you on a Friday. I don't know. Maybe it's me. All right, when we come back, the laughing will stop. Now you've got to pick sides because we've got a bit of a thing going on. Charlie Baker took aim at Donald Trump yesterday. Donald Trump has responded to Charlie Baker today. Whose side are you on, Charlie Baker's or Donald Trump's? 617-266-6868. I'll let you hear what happened, and then we want to talk about it. It's VB. You're in the middle on this Friday right here on RKO. ever there is a story that has me shaking my head it, it is this idea that trump's not leaving and what what gets me on this story is one what people are saying he said versus what he said one two that we're actually going to hyperventilate about a still hypothetical rather than you know what let's cross that bridge when we come to it if ever there should be a lesson from the trump presidency it's Let's not hyperventilate before we need to hyperventilate because Trump says a lot of things and not often does he do those things that he says. So why are we getting worked up about this? But because we always have to, apparently. And what what shocks me sometimes, Lightning, is the people who get caught up in this. One guy I thought was smarter than that is Charlie Baker. But Charlie got caught up in this yesterday and he was asked about Trump allegedly saying, and again, I would dispute that he has said what people are saying. We talked about this yesterday, and I guess we're going to have to go over it again. But, you know, Trump may not have a peaceful transfer of power, depending on how this election goes. And Charlie Baker was asked to comment on it. He goes on a one-minute and 40-second rant. Well, there's some walk-off, too, here at the end. But this is Charlie Baker, and lightning just stop it as necessary.
1: Mail-in ballot- balloting has been with us forever. And that peaceful transfer of power is what the people of this country rely on when they go to vote. It is appalling and outrageous that anyone would suggest for a minute that if they lose an election, they're not going to leave. That's really serious, Charlie. Period.
5: Oh, now it's really serious. Period. I didn't know the period was coming, like Period. That means. Wow.
6: That means it's it's official. I'm on it. You know. He's I, I really mean, serious, business. and he
5: cares so much about democracy. He's almost crying, lightning, at this thought. Period. It goes, uh, play a little more just because it's there, so
1: I don't want to quote him out of context. How many times at the end of an election have we heard the, the words, the people have spoken? And I said at the time when I got asked about it, people think there's a lot at stake in this election. And there is. Whichever state you're from, region you're from, or where you're voting up and down the ticket. And those of us who serve in public life will do everything we can to make sure that the people's will is followed through and executed on, because that is fundamentally why there's a United States of America in the first place.
5: Oh, he's pretty mad, lightning. Period. Oh, hornswoggled. Like he's he's trying to think of a naughty word without saying a really naughty word. So, I am so cross at you right now.
6: <laughs> is it bad that are I we, find? Are we?
5: Is this really happening?
6: Well, yeah. are we really
5: having this discussion?
6: <laughs> is it I... bad that I find Hardo Charlie to be entertaining, like funny? I don't it know is that's, laughable. That's what it's I mean. Like I, Charlie. What well, Charlie
5: doesn't understand it. A little introspection, a little mirror work, Charlie when you do that routine we are bemused by you we're not taking what you say to heart you're not it's true of almost anything when you try to be cool calm and collected guy but you can't be cool and calm and collected about this then we're having a hard time taking you it's zero.
6: too try hardy you know it's what I'm saying? way it's, too you're try being a wicked try hard and it's showing and we're not buying it like that i don't like try hards you know well
5: trump obviously caught wind of this i don't know if he saw the video or just heard a little bit about it so he tweeted about it quote rhino governor charlie baker of massachusetts is unsuccessfully trying to defend mail-in ballots when there is fraud being found all over the place just look at some of the recent races or the trump ballots in pennsylvania that were thrown into the garbage wrong charlie i actually think that's a pretty tame I expected more from Trump than that. I thought there would be something below the belt, unnecessary, crossing a line. I was surprised that that was was it. Rhino Charlie and then Wrong Charlie, and he doesn't even give him a naked nickname, and he doesn't call him Charlie Parker, which would have been really funny if he did.
6: What other nickname could he have given him other than Parker? Like Charlie Parker, like that—that that might be a fun question to ask. <laughs> I know
5: you're here's a, Lightning. That, I know at uh, two forty-five you have a things Trump you've nickname? learned on the show. Yeah. <laughs> well, here you go. Like they call him Tall Duvall for starters. Yeah, no, I've heard Baker, that. Baker Baker yeah. is another one. But you've like, heard. What, what do you think? Blank Trump would... Baker. Do you know why they call him Blank Baker or no. Blanken Baker? No, why that one? Because in 2016, Charlie claims he blanked the presidential ballot. Oh. Yeah. He doesn't. He, he didn't vote for either of them, so he claims. Mm. You think he's going to blank it in
7: 2020? <sighs> Based yeah.
5: on what you heard yesterday, you wouldn't think so. No, I mean... You'd think he's voting for Biden. Well, I naturally... actually don't believe him, and I've said this publicly... I just don't believe that he blanked it in 2016. I'm firmly convinced that he voted for Hillary. He just didn't say it. I don't know. And I don't know why he didn't say it. Like, did he think that was going to hurt him in some way in Massachusetts?
6: Yeah, but I want to know what Trump, like, you know how he has a a knack for just picking the craziest nicknames for people. Like, he kind of makes up his own nickname. That's what Mm, I I want to know, what Trump would call him. He can't do
5: crazy Charlie because he's got crazy crazy Nancy Nancy. and everybody's crazy something. But Charlie Charlie to chump or I, you know... he could go any number of ways, but he went pretty tame on it. Yeah, I was. Interested. Rhino Charlie is just silly and foolish and unnecessary. I, I don't. I've never gotten the whole we Rhino can,
6: thing. We can do better, right? Like we can do better than that.
5: So or he can do better than that. I, I thought. Well, I, I'll take what he tweeted because I was fearful that he was going to tweet something really offensive, and below the belt as he is sometimes wont to do, and he didn't in this case, but. You've got Charlie Baker going after Trump, and you've got Trump responding. Where do you come down on all this? And I'll ask a simple question. Do you believe that Trump is legitimately talking about not stepping down if he loses the election? Do you believe that? 617-266-6868. We'll take your calls we come back, right here on RKO. All right, let's go to the phones. Charlie Baker gave an emotional speech screaming at Donald Trump because Trump. According to the narrative, quote, won't concede to a peaceful transfer of power should he lose the election. Um, And Trump has responded pretty tamely, I would say, on Twitter. Where do you stand on all of this? Don's in the car. Don, start us off here on RKO. Hey, B.B., how are you? Hey, Don.
3: Hey, listen, uh, I hope uh, Charlie Parker is listening. Uh, Wasn't it just at the tail end of August, I believe, where... Uh, the well-known and beloved Hillary Clinton had a message for Joe Biden in which she said that he should not concede under any circumstances as it relates to our up- upcoming election. Where was the outrage then? Right? Where was the outrage from our governor then?
5: I agree. They are yes, that is uh, what she said, and there was none. It was crickets, right?
3: Exactly. So, but you know, you know what? You know what
5: though? I'll about. say this, Don. In that case. She's probably right. Right. I, I think it's pretty well known, which is why I'm stunned by this whole thing. And that we actually I, I never underestimate the public's ability to be lulled into a B.S. sky is falling scenario. But one thing the left has shown you, especially in 2020, more than ever, there is always something that's there that's going to destroy us all. If it's not Russia Gate, if it's not Ukraine Gate, if it's not California wildfires, if it's not plastic straws, it's now going to be that Trump's never going to leave. And none of those are based on fact or evidence or our settled science, quote unquote. But we all hyperventilate and say the world is about to end and there's nothing we can do about it unless we act now. And this is just the latest. And it shocks me that otherwise reasonable people like Charlie Baker have fallen for this.
3: I I agree, you know, and as a rule of thumb, let's face it, you know, I I really do feel like the Democrat strategy is to create the chaos, push the false narrative, and then tell us to vote for them to fix it, Yeah. okay? So I I do not think President Trump is just going to stand there and blindly scream from a mountaintop that he's not going to concede the office, right? But I also think his people are smart enough to look at, the number of registered voters and people that are, who are legitimately registered in the state mm. or a county or whatever it might be, do the math and just say, OK, in, in Massachusetts right now we have uh, an estimated 10 million registered voters. If at the 11th hour another million votes come in and they just happen to be in the Democratic column, all right, let's take it to the Supreme Court. And right. uh, I, 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 think he, I think he's going to get better at fine tuning his message message in letting everybody know that uh, we're all watching. There's a lot of eyes on this, and the, and the Democrats are, are going to be learning that very quickly. I don't,
5: so here's where I'll just, I agreed with you right up until the end, On I don't think Trump is going to fine-tune this. I think he loves this. This is the thing about Trump that people got to understand. He loves that CNN is hyperventilating about this. He loves that he's lulled, He's that Charlie Baker's fallen for it. And he loves that now he gets to go at Charlie Baker. He, he, so he's not going to fine-tune it. He will per, he will continue to say this. He'll let Mark Meadows, he'll let Kaylee McEnany, others around him will try, Lindsey Graham will try and fine-tune it for him. But he'll never say what they say because he loves the controversy and he loves being at the center of it. This is what people don't understand about Trump. If you don't like Trump, your best bet is to just not talk about him, act like he doesn't exist. They can't. Because they are obsessed with him at all times. And Charlie fell for it yesterday. Here's the thing, Don. I don't know if people know this, but if Donald Trump doesn't acquiesce to a peaceful transfer of power, you know what happens? Trump is out regardless. The idea that somehow if Trump doesn't leave the White House, he's still president? No. No. He wants to squat in the White House. Go ahead. But when Congress says in early January, if they do, that Joe Biden is the president, guess who's the president? Joe Biden. It's not Trump. So as if I even care to go down this road, Trump can't just up and decide that he's going to be president. And because people in the media want to twist what he said to imply that that's what he's getting at. Good. That means nothing. We have a system in place that. Oh, what, Trump's going to blow that system up now? Of course not. So Congress will deem who wins. If it has to go to the Supreme Court, it will go to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court would then rule. And whatever the Supreme Court decides, everyone's going to abide by it. Everybody knows that. This is just the biggest fake news of all fake newses. And yet we're, we're doing this and we're acting like this is a real thing. Okay, great. Bottom line is this. And Hillary was, this is what Hillary was talking about. I think everybody knows on all sides there could be some shenanigans at play here. And everybody also knows that these elections can be really close. We all learned this in 2000. We learned it in 1960, et cetera. Why would you up and say, hey, no matter what, come hell or high water, I'm conceding the next day. Of course you want to leave your options open. And my question for Charlie Baker would be this. Hey, Charlie, if you know, Charlie was adamant lightning that period, When you lose an election, you cede it. Okay, but if you knew definitively, Charlie, that the election was won on ill-gotten means, would you concede that election? So if Trump loses Pennsylvania by 100 votes and it is shown definitively that 5,000 votes for Biden were counted that shouldn't be counted, would you concede anyway? I mean, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard. And everybody knows that's what Trump's talking about. And that's what Hillary was talking about, is that... We're all nervous about some shenanigans here because this is what we do. We can't possibly ever admit we lose now. So it has to be because of nefarious reasons. And so we want to hear that out. Eric Trump, of all people, do you remember we talked to Eric Trump? I believe it was earlier this week, at the beginning of the week. Eric Trump was asked about this last night. You know what he said? He said, listen, if we get blown out, then Biden's the president. Everybody knows it. But if this thing's close and there's a lot of, questions that need answers yeah you can rest assured we're gonna get those answers that's what this is everybody knows that and everybody hyperventilating about it and going oh my god trump's gonna lock himself in the white house and he's never gonna leave that's actually the things that like college kids do and bernie bros do and so now we're like we're pushing that off on him Trump says things all the time to get rises out of people and because sometimes he's not even thinking through what he says. Let's be honest. This was one of those times, and now I'm telling you, Lightning, he's sitting back loving the fact that people are talking about this. He is. And it's just so nonsense. And Charlie Baker fed the beast by talking about this like the way he did yesterday. And that that only makes Trump love it even more. I guarantee you. And one thing you know there is a debate on Tuesday. Do you think Chris Wallace...
0: Right now, you can get Black Friday deals all month at Herson's Kia. If you're looking for a new car, check out the great deals at Herson's Kia. They have 0% financing available and lease is starting at only $99. Check them out at Hurston'sKia.com.
3: What is a Fisher House?
6: If I had a chance to talk to the Fisher family, I would start crying because I can't articulate how much it meant to us.
4: A Fisher House is a comfort home for military and veteran families to stay in at no charge. Allowing the family to be together to support their loved one during a medical
6: crisis. It's enough to help you thrive through these hard situations.
2: Go to FisherHouse.org for more info and how you might help. That's FisherHouse.org
5: isn't going to pin trump down on this lightning here's a quick get your crystal ball out lightning on wednesday do you think we're having this discussion again yeah we are you know why because chris wallace is going to try and get trump to say the words if biden wins the election there will be a peaceful transfer of power and trump is not going to say those words he's not And so we're going to do this again next week where we act like, oh, my God, Trump's going to barricade himself in the White House and we can't get him out. It's just all nonsense. It's all a show. It's all a game. And Trump is the one stirring the drink. Make no mistake about it. But you guys are the ones, or at least Charlie Baker is the one now drinking that drink. It's just ridiculous. More of your calls when we come back. 617-266-6868. A 60-second check of headlines at 1 o'clock. And then right back at it here on RKO.
1: Hello, my little friends. <laughs> it is appalling and outrageous that anyone suggest for a minute that if they lose an election, they're not going to leave.
2: Period. And if he were to refuse to concede, and this is a hypothetical, but you're a military guy, what role would the U.S. military have to play in that type of scenario? Absolutely no role.
3: Are you a Rick Astley fan? Uh, not a massive one. <gasps> I was oh, well, that was the wrong I'll thing to say. say. He's listening yeah, and sure. he's coming up in just a moment. I'll ask you again. Are you a Rick Astley fan? Love Rick Astley. Best. <laughs> <Out of
4: it>. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> you know, we do have to take into account that her boyfriend did shoot at the cops and shot a cop. So, like I say, even though I'm really sorry she lost her life, I don't think that we can just say we can put this in the same situation with George and I'm, uh, I'm I just don't believe that. We'll
5: get to those Charles Barkley comments in about 15 minutes. There's a soundbite in that intro lighting I feel like I must explain because it makes me laugh so hard. It's Wolf Blitzer asking a guy what role would the military play if Trump refuses to leave. The guy he's asking is H.R. McMaster. Why does Wolf have HR. McMaster on? you ask? Because McMaster has been pretty publicly critical of Trump at times and has ripped him. So they lo- they go to get a guy that has worked with Trump but has been very critical of Trump, thinking that they know what he's going to say. What's the danger in that lightning? It's the O.J. thing. If you don't know for sure if the gloves fit, don't ask him to put them on. So they've got McMaster there knowing that McMaster's going to say, look, if the president's got to go, whatever has to happen has to happen, and that'll be up to the president-elect if he wants to use the military. That's what they thought McMaster was going to say. Do you have that clean again, Lightning? Because I'd love to hear This makes me laugh every time because this might be the dumbest question I've ever heard on CNN, to be honest with you, and it's Wolf Blitzer asking it seriously.
2: Uh, And, and General, if the president uh, were to lose the election on November 3rd, and if he were to refuse to concede, and this is a hypothetical, but you're a military guy, what role would the U.S. military have to play in that type of scenario? Absolutely no role, Uh, uh, Wolf. And
8: those who suggest (laughs) that the military would have any role in, in transition, they are being equally Irresponsible, And I heard some of the comments, for example, by Vice President Biden, not, not in recent days, but much earlier. And, and of course, going back to our founders again, we should remember George Washington's grandparents fled the English Civil War. And it was for that reason that at our founding, General Washington and then President Washington made sure there was a very bold line between the military and politics. The military should have nothing to do with partisan politics and nothing to do with even any talk he talk about a, t- a transition uh, uh, between administrations.
5: It's so uh, we played the long version just because. But he's so he's laughing, Lightning. Did you pick that up? He's. I laughing did. I was going to say, say that. Like he's trying not to. It's the most absurd thing ever. And Blitzer asks it in a like this is going to happen, and we and Blitzer asks it like he knows what the answer is, which is yeah, the military's got to go in and get him out of there. What they're doing, Lightning, is. They have a dream. They have a dream. They meaning like CNN and the media that hate Trump. Their dream is that Trump does the perp walk coming out of the White House. And they're somehow trying to make that as some sort of self-fulfilling prophecy. Wolf Blitzer couldn't help himself last night. So he literally asks McMaster, what role will the military have to play in this? I mean, obviously, you know, if, if that's necessary. And he goes, uh, yeah, no, no role, Wolf. Thank you. Because, of course, it... It is this is just the most insane convert of all of the stupid things we've talked about surrounding the presidency of Donald Trump this might be the dumbest and yet people like Wolf Blitzer and Charlie Baker are acting like this is a this is a real thing that Donald Trump is picking up plywood and hammers and nails and he's going to put them over the White House windows and he's be kind of going to become Ed and Elaine Brown up in New Hampshire if he loses the election. I mean, are we really this nuts? Have we gotten have we lost our entire minds? I know we lost most of them, but are we are we this crazy? 617-266-6868. Back to the phones. Bruce is in Woburn. He's been waiting patiently, hey Bruce.
4: Hey, what's going on, cousin? Hey Bruce. Yeah, but it's really funny. What I really have to say is so you got Charlie Baker talking trash about the president. And he's not really big on the uh, sending in the national guard, but where where's the national guard going tonight? Right into Boston. And his, his point about um, the period. Well, I don't know that the
5: two are connected. No, I'm fine with I'm fine with the national guard call up, frankly. No, but um, don't
4: cut me off because this is really important, BB. Go ahead. It should be a question mark, not a period. And if, if it was us, it would if it was something that was gonna do something right for the country, it would have exclamation points and um commerce and, and all kinds of other stuff besides a period. Like he's the exhaust he's of the exhaust he's but he's, he's talking ruler. about a,
5: he's talking about like not even a hypothetical. He's talking about something that's not in any way based in reality. And again, this is like this gets back to the Mueller investigation. I remember taking a lot of crap at the beginning of that where I said, look, at some point you have to believe in something, and I'm I will stand by what Bob Mueller comes out with. I, I said it then, you guys ripped me, a lot of you, but you have to at some point say, Look, there has to be some sort of arbiter, and then I'm willing to live with that arbiter because we have a system. I happen to believe in the system that we have, and I, I said I'd live with what Mueller decided, and I have lived with it. You know who hasn't? The people that were telling you all along, Mueller's everything, Mueller's everything, and then when he didn't tell them what they wanted to hear, Mueller sucks, he's old and senile, and we should have never used him. And we just move on to the next thing. Now it's Ukraine. We need a new guy. to Ukraine. Ukraine. And then it's, now we're going to get to joy. We're going to get to joy. We, we're constantly just doing this. We're going to the next thing and acting like it's the biggest thing in the world. Two things Charlie Baker said there. You concede an election when you lose it. Okay, well, what if it's in doubt, Charlie? And you, you, you naive Charlie would be the thing I would ask, Lightning. What happens if the if the contest is questionable? Do you just concede because you're a good guy? Because let me tell you, Marcus of Queensbury rules haven't applied in U.S. politics since 2000. So those days are long over. That's a dumb thing to say. The second thing Charlie said, Lightning, you heard it at the top of the hour. I voted very similarly to mail-in ballots in my day. You know what? It was just fine. Good. Then why don't you start castigating all these people that are acting like the U.S. Postal Service is committing some sort of nationwide fraud? At least, if nothing else, Charlie, if you don't want to speak to the nation, can you assure the residents of Massachusetts that mail-in ballots are absolutely secured and that the Postal Service is absolutely up to the job so that I don't have to talk about this for the next 40 days? Because people keep telling me, oh, mail-in ballots are real risky. Which is it? And so this is the thing. You don't hear on the one ridiculous sky is falling conspiracy that the elections aren't going to be on the level. That's why you got to mail in your ballots and you got to do it now. That's why Tim Kaine, the 2016 vice presidential nominee, took selfies of him going, I did it now because you got to do it now. So that that conspiracy theory is OK, but the Trump which isn't even a conspiracy theory, the Trump comment that if this thing is too close to call, yeah, you better believe I'm going to duke it out. That's somehow outrageous and fundamentally anti-American. is nonsense. And Trump's laughing that you guys are getting caught up in this. He really is. It's not that Trump's playing seven-dimensional chess. It's that he doesn't care. He just loves to get under your skin, and he will do it no matter what. And he's done it here. And people are just continually, including Fox, too. Fox keeps talking about this. This is the way the media is now. Unless you say exactly what they want to say, and in some cases, they will tell you what they want to say and say, are you going to say it? We saw that in Kaylee McEnany's presser yesterday with, with the Playboy reporter. Did you see that controversy lightning?
6: Yeah, I did.
5: She called Brian Kerem the Playboy reporter because he is a reporter for Playboy, and Brian Kerem took offense to that. If someone said to me, "VB, he's the uh, he's that uh, iHeart Radio host," would I tweet out, "How dare you? That's low," or would I say, "Yeah, I am. I, yeah,
9: the guy is a reporter for
5: Playboy. <laughs> what is the problem here?" She correctly identified him, but apparently that's low.
6: He didn't like, she didn't like his tone, or he didn't like her tone. Is she being dismissive
5: of the publication that he works for? Yeah. Okay. So what? That's her prerogative. Oh, she's got to play by certain rules. Since when? This is the thing. It's just all nonsense. Jim's and Quincy. Jim, you're next on RKO.
3: Hi VB. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, just a, a quick remark. I heard this back in 2016, the first uh, Trump election and, um, the saying was, uh, those who support Trump understand him figuratively and don't take him literally. Those who hate Trump do not uh, do take him literally and have no ability to understand him figuratively. And I think that's exactly what you're talking about.
5: Yes. I, it was no less an authority than John McCain, the man that Donald Trump hates, and the McCain family hates Donald Trump. But John McCain had it right. He was the first guy I heard say it, which is he said— don't ever get caught up on what this guy says. Only pay attention to what he does. That's why when he, you know, he calls allegedly, it's never been proven. But when he calls countries, bleephole countries, so what? It's what is he doing? you know in reference to those countries is he helping them if they've had a natural disaster is he helping them if they've got leadership problems et cetera, et cetera? it doesn't matter what he says because he's going to say bombastic things always and he doesn't care if you get your knickers in a knot actually he would prefer that you do he gets some sort of rise out of that that's in his, his nature but as mccain said don't worry about what he's saying Watch what he's doing. And there is this idea that he's actually doing this, Jim, that he's he's hunkering down to, to be in office on July 4th. There's no possible way. It can't happen. We have a Supreme Court. They will rule before July twentieth June excuse me, July. They will rule before January twentieth, if necessary. And that person is then the president. End of discussion. End of discussion. One more on this lighting, then we'll get to Charles Barkley because we need to talk about what Charles Barkley had to say yesterday. But who do you? What do you make of Baker's comments ripping Trump, and what do you make of this peaceful transfer of power nonsense? It's VB. You're in the middle, on RKO.
3: It's VB in the middle.
9: If I can give a plug to the chieftain in North Attleboro, that'll probably be our first place. The chieftain. Our first place to go. So
5: what would yeah. be? What's the thing you're going to get when you go? Do you know? Do you have a staple there?
6: I don't care. I just want somebody to serve me. I just don't want
5: to serve me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's the line of the oh day God. right there, Kristen. I just want somebody to serve me. I don't care what I'm getting, but I'll tell you this. You're going to bring it to me. Serve me.
3: Now, back to everybody's favorite middleman, VB. Any
1: way you want it,
4: just the way you need it.
1: Anyway. Mail-in ballot, balloting has been with us Forever. And that peaceful transfer of power is what the people of this country rely on when they go to vote. It is appalling and outrageous that anyone would suggest for a minute that if they lose an election, they're not going to leave. Period.
5: (laughs) You had to wait for it.
6: You have to. Every time. He's really
5: serious when he drops in the period. Try doing that with your spouse. Do that with fiance husband later tonight, Lighting when you're arguing you want to watch the hockey (laughs) game and he wants to play video games. So we're watching a hockey game. And then wait five seconds and but then go, see, period. If you see know, how the period goes if over. If you
6: know us, like, really well, like, we can't, I can't keep a straight face doing that. And, like, neither could he. Like, I, you know how I'm so great at acting, VB. I'm <laughs> yeah, such true. a great actor. That's true. So, you know, if I'm trying to, I'd be like, you know, I made it. <clears throat> period. Like, I, I would just start cracking up laughing. I can't keep it serious. I was
5: listening during a break. CNN had on the guy that wrote The Art of the Deal that hates Trump. But, man, did the guy have it right. He said Trump's whole thing is rinse-repeat. He may say the craziest, most outlandish, most foolish thing ever, but what he does always is he will just keep repeating it, and he says it enough to either get enough people to go, actually, that's not that crazy, or to go, that is what I want to hear him say, and I'm glad he keeps saying it. He just does rinse-repeat. And I would add the caveat to that is, He also does rinse-repeat if it's getting him press. It doesn't matter whether it's good or bad. He just wants to be talked about. That's the most important thing to Trump. You guys know this. And this is getting him talked about. He loves this. The the idea that this is bothering him in any way, the the CNN, New York Times, the the guy from the New York Times last night with Anderson Cooper that claimed that we are at DEFCON 6, and this is the first shot in the actual next second civil war in this country? I mean, how insane do you have to be? And how seriously am I supposed to take you when you're saying that? It's just, this is the, the silly-ass stuff that's going on now. And you can't get too caught up in it. And yet Charlie Baker somehow did yesterday. Jeff's in Arlington. Jeff, you're next here in RKO.
7: Hey, I, I think you're wrong, GVB. I think this is all part of the hate Trump dialogue, the you know, Trump derangement syndrome. I just think I don't think I think when I've heard Trump speak, he's talked about he's talked about his achievements. I don't think he likes talking about fake news, having to go against it. I really think he's upset about this stuff. I don't think he's laughing or anything.
5: You know how you know that's not true, though. Jim Jeff is where is he? Where how come he's not out today? Saying this is what they're saying is ridiculous. Of course, I would. Blah blah blah. He, you're not hearing from him much. He's at. He did his. Uh, yeah, he did but his he thing doesn't, with the He doesn't Latino, want this. Blah, is but
7: a, but. this is a worst case scenario for him? So he's not going to want to give him so? much press. No, he, he doesn't want to lose, and uh, he'd, he'd rather talk about his achievements. What does he want to talk about? Potentially losing to to to, to Biden. Well, he and isn't. His,
5: he isn't that's why this started in the first place because he will not acknowledge that there is a possibility that he could lose he won't say that so there is no transfer of power which would would have been better for trump when this first came up is to say the only transfer of power you need worry about is in 2024 because i will be the president i am not going to lose this election and then just leave it there that is all he needed (laughs) to say because that is what he's telling you except that he also has to go the one step further and say, the only way I lose is if this election is uh, not legitimate.
7: And so, yeah, but wouldn't you agree that, that all this is continuing, that everything that Trump does is wrong or yes, bad for I've the country? And, and I don't think Trump would bring that up. I,
5: I, well, that, I, that I, horse has left the barn, Jeff. I mean, I don't think, you know, Trump's not running around that backhand anymore. Forget about it. He tried uh-huh. to play a little bit nice early in this game. He had Pelosi at the White House, and they tried to do that thing. It didn't work. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And I think he was even caught a little bit off guard about just how ugly and nasty and gross this can all be. And now he's like, fine, okay, that's the rules. I'll be grosser than any one of you, I'll be uglier than any one of you, and I'll get dirtier than any one of you. And they don't know how to deal with that. And so how they deal with it is they hyperventilate and say that he's literally going to end the end the country. Okay, sure, if that, if that somehow helps you sleep at night in some twisted, warped way, have at it. But this is, we have a system in place. You either believe in this country and what the Founding Fathers set up, you don't. If you believe in it, then what Trump says is irrelevant. We have a system to decide the outcomes of elections. And no matter what happens, there is going to be an election on November 3rd, and then... It is going to be decided either on November 4th, November 10th, December 15th, January 6th. And the Supreme Court is going to have to get involved or not. But the election will, the outcome of that election will be decided. And then we will all live with it, including Trump. And there's no two ways around it. The people that are crying about this are the same people that were trying to convince you that Trump was going to cancel the elections a couple of months ago. Do you remember that, Lightning? We were going to have to either postpone or just not do them because of coronavirus. Trump knows he's going to lose, and so he's going to try and postpone the elections. That was the thing we were hearing a couple of months ago. Then it's all about the Trump's trying to rig the post office to screw this whole thing up so that he never has to go. Now it's this thing. They just keep moving into the next way that Trump's going to do it because for them, Trump can't possibly win an election, and for Trump, Biden can't possibly win an election unless it's dirty. And so this is where we are in the country. Joe's and Millis. Joe, you're next on RKO.
10: Avb, thank you for taking the call. I agree with a lot what you just said, but um, the person Charlie Baker should be suspect of is our Attorney um, our, our Secretary of State William Galvin. Um, back in '04, when my son was overseas in Iraq, he held back the ballot so that these, those service members weren't be able to, couldn't vote in uh, the election because he was worried about Kerry. So if anybody should be worried about voter suppression or fooling around with the ballots it's our own secretary of state
5: well joe again this is why elections matter and if you don't want bill galvin then you should help to i haven't but I, i can tell you this i i don't know the circumstances of your son's ballot joe and i appreciate the call but why Bill Galvin would be worried about a vote for John Kerry or not for John Kerry in 2004, there would be no reason, because John Kerry was always going to win Massachusetts, as is the case with any Democratic presidential candidate. So there would no be no reason to mess with that ballot. The Democratic nominee is going to win Massachusetts, period, end of story. There would be no reason for shenanigans, and that's why there usually isn't shenanigans. That's been decided. So Trump isn't going to win Massachusetts. We're all clear on this, right? So there's no reason that William Galvin, Bill Galvin would get involved in any way. And, you know, there's not going to be Trump ballots floating in the Merrimack River lightning. Let's put it that way, because there's no that would be the dumbest thing in the history of the world. Why would you do that when the thing is over? That was sort of the lesson of Watergate. Why would you do something so stupid when you knew you were going to win anyway? What the hell's wrong with you? But I guess you can't put anything past people. But I wouldn't worry too much about Bill Galvin and what's going to happen in Massachusetts. I think we're pretty safe. All right, let's move on. Sorry I didn't get to all the calls, but I do want to talk about Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley had some very interesting things to say about the Breonna Taylor case last night. We will let you hear them, and then I want to get your opinions on his comments. It's VB. You're in the middle on RKO. So last night uh, was game four of the Lakers' Nuggets series. Sadly, the Lakers won. They're now up 3-1, and I hate everything about that. But in the midst of the broadcast, TNT, Ernie Johnson is the host, as you know. Charles Barkley is usually on there. Shaq is there. Kenny Smith is there most of the time. Those guys are really good. They're a really good team covering basketball, and they aren't afraid to actually get into discussions of things. And since the NBA is the... We are going to own the Black Lives Matter movement on the day that the Breonna Taylor, the day after the Breonna Taylor charges came down and there was rioting in Louisville. They decided to have this conversation. Now, Lightning, without knowing anything, if I told you that Shaq and Charles Barkley were going to comment on this on an NBA broadcast, what would you guess their position was going to be?
6: Disappointment, um, you know, uh, frustration with the verdict, that would be my guess. I,
5: there, there's some version of that, actually. But, yeah, no, it's it's a little bit different. This is Charles Barkley. Again, African-American, Alabama, was considering running for governor of Alabama at one time. This is Charles Barkley, <clears throat> excuse me, commenting on the whole Breonna Taylor situation.
4: Just bad the young lady lost her life. Uh, but, you know, we do have to take into account that her boyfriend did shoot at the cops and shot a cop. So, like I say, even though I'm really sorry she lost her life, I don't think that we can just say we can
5: put this in the same situation with George Floyd and, Ahma- and Ahmaud aubrey I just don't believe that. And here's some silence there at the end, right? And it, it was a pause there because that was a surprising thing to hear. Charles Barkley saying, don't put... Brianna Taylor in the same category as George Floyd or Ahmaud Aubrey. <clears throat> I agree. I agree 100% with Charles Barkley. And what I, why I wanted to play that and why I want to discuss it a little bit is what usually happens in the country is, you know, give me the case and I'll tell you what everybody's going to say about it. It is rare that somebody sticks out. What's the line lighting from my Japanese political science class back at Hamilton College?
6: The nail that gets the nail that sticks out gets hammered down. Nail the lightning, you got it. I got one.
5: (laughs) And that felt pretty good, didn't it?
6: I guess so. When a
5: teacher calls on you, you weren't expecting it and you have the answer, there's few better feelings in the world. That's sort of what happened just there. But yes, the nail that sticks out usually gets hammered down. Charles Barkley was, and the idea of that is don't stick out, don't bother. Because, yeah, you're not going to change anything, and you're only going to make it worse for yourself. But Charles Barkley yesterday decided to stick out, and he's gotten ripped for it, Lightning. I don't know if you've seen some of this stuff. hmm I have. Social media, of course, but the, you know what one of them was? I bet you could guess if you really thought about it. What was the line from yesterday that you'd never heard before?
6: Oh, um, the, the skin folk, you know, uh, maybe skin folk, but he's not kin folk.
5: That exact line was tweeted out by some people yesterday about both Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal because Shaquille O'Neal went on to talk. Shaquille O'Neal is a, a big law enforcement guy. I think he's a deputy sheriff yeah, not de- isn't he Miami. a
6: detective in Miami? I think he's like a detective of sorts. I, yeah, I don't know what don't the... Don't like, on that, but I know he's for I think Shaq Miami. has
5: like an official badge. I don't think Shaq does a lot of police work, but he... He is technically a law enforcement official in Florida in some fashion. But he's done a lot of work for cops. He's done a lot of public appearances for cops. And he's had a lot of public statements that are pro-cop. And those two guys went on to talk about Charles Barkley. I think we'll try and get it maybe for uh, after the break lighting. But Barkley said, this whole idea of defund the police, how do you think that's going to work? Because you know who's going to have police? rich white people in suburbs no matter what you do they're going to have protection you know who's not going to have it black people in poor communities and so what good would defund police do if it's only going to make us more vulnerable and i thought that was a really good take and again a surprising take because i haven't heard too many people saying that and charles barkley is saying it on an nba broadcast when the nba is all in on Anything that Black Lives Matter says goes and anything that furthers the cause, that's what we're about. And if their reporter wants to cry on TV the day before saying Breonna Taylor could have been me and no one's going to challenge that or no one's going to follow up on it, they're just going to tweet that clip out and say, so proud of you. And then yesterday, one of the ESPN college football analysts says, I don't want a police detail this week because I'm afraid I might get shot. And he's not called into the office for that? you got to be joking. While that's the mood surrounding that bubble down in uh, Miami. Here's Charles Barkley on TNT covering the game, saying not what the league's opinion on this necessarily is, saying, look, her boyfriend did shoot and he did shoot a cop.
0: Right now, you can get Black Friday deals all month at Hurson's Kia. If you're looking for a new car, check out the great deals at Herson's Kia. They have 0% financing available and leases starting at only $99 check them out at herstenskia.com.
5: and also, we need police. I, To me, whether or not you agree with Charles Barkley, you have to applaud. I, I don't want to overstate it, you know, the bravery or the, the courage, but I'm not sure what, like, there is a word for it, and it's escaping me at the moment, of what it is that he did, because... The easy road is to just go, oh, look, man, no justice. Breonna Taylor's dead and there's no justice, and just say that and then get on with it. But Barkley didn't do that. He said, no, I'm going to actually push back on this narrative, and I'm going to say she's not George Floyd and she's not Ahmaud Arbery. Now, what does that mean, Lightning? We touched on this yesterday, and the reason why I would draw a distinction, and I think this is what Barkley's getting at, is the question you have to ask yourself in a lot of these cases is, and the question that is often asked is... If the person in question wasn't black, would they be alive today? Eric Garner, Michael Brown, Trayvon Martin. we, We go down the list. Would these people be alive if they were white and not black? And in every case, you've got to evaluate the situation and ask yourself that question. In the case of Breonna Taylor, we talked about this yesterday, Lightning. They went into this house not knowing of this apartment not knowing whether or not the guy they were looking for was in there and when they got in there the first thing they heard was a gunshot they then shot back in a dark house after midnight and those shots hit brianna taylor i don't believe those cops weren't going to shoot if brianna taylor was white after they'd been shot at i don't believe that So I don't believe this is a racial situation at all. George Floyd, I think you can legitimately ask, if George Floyd was white, would George Floyd be dead? And that's why that case has always been a thing. Ahmaud Arbery, I don't think there's any doubt if Ahmaud Arbery was white that he would be alive. I mean, under what circumstances would those two, three, really, those three guys in Georgia have killed a white guy in the neighborhood? They wouldn't have. So Barkley is 100% right, in my opinion, to say her case is not their case these are not the same and we got to be very careful with that meanwhile i mean you've seen over the last two days all across the country You've had people marching because they are the same. And you heard Benjamin Crump today with the family say, this is just another in a long list. And my phone rings every day where I get calls from people that have a similar situation because it's just another day and it's another African-American being killed. But is Breonna Taylor, I'll ask you the Kelly Financial Poll question that we have up at WRKL 680 and at VB the Wise on Twitter. Charles Barkley said that Breonna Taylor is not the same as George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery. Your thoughts. A, he's right. B, he's wrong. I'll take your calls when we come back. 617-266-6868. It's VB. You're in the middle on RKO.
3: It's VB in the middle.
10: Well, oh, I don't see what the big deal is. Put the mask on and go eat the ice cream in the car.
5: Get after it, Paul. Tell her to knock no, it off. No, your <laughs> hey, lightning pass. Well,
6: lightning, what's your
10: favorite flavor? fruity
6: fruity or what yeah that's it nailed it that's it you (laughs) nailed it
3: now back to everybody's favorite middleman (laughs) bb
5: 617-266-6868 is the phone number we're talking about charles barkley and his comments last night on the nba on tnt broadcast where he said don't Lump Brianna Taylor in with George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery because they are different cases. The thing that he pointed out specifically was that her boyfriend fired and hit a cop. Obviously, in the other two cases, that didn't happen in any way, shape, or form. Um, and that would be, yeah, one major difference for sure. And so he's saying, you know, we got to be careful in this case. He also went on to say, you know, the idea of defunding the police is crazy. He, he and Shaq. I'll include Shaq in the conversation because Shaq had some very pro police things to say uh, if you didn't see it. They both said, yeah, there needs to be police reform. They went on about no knock warrants, which, again, I, I've been seeing a lot of this lately, Lightning, where people keep talking about things that apparently weren't in place that you thought were. And they're still talking about him. Again, this wasn't a no-knock warrant, at least yeah. according to the Kentucky Attorney General, unless well, yeah. you think he's lying.
6: It's interesting because I've, from what I've read, it originally was that they requested a no, like, f- at least five no-knock warrants, but they in the I- incident with Breonna Taylor in her apartment, that was not the case, where they did announce themselves, even though they requested it. So maybe they're hung up on the fact that they initially requested a no-knock warrant, and then it didn't turn out to be that that was the case of what they actually did. Well, I
5: still keep hearing, and people say that yeah. she was shot in bed. I, mean, I can I saw hear that, that too. I'm like, it's again, but you're not following the, the details of the case, and the devil is in the details. I mean, it is important. But anyway, what do you make of Barkley saying that? He is one of the few people I know that has... I, you know sort of gone against the grain this is i don't the nba wants everybody on the same page here and barkley wasn't Shaq wasn't and i thought it was refreshing and very interesting six one seven two six six sixty eight sixty eight rich is in the truck rich you're first on this one here on rkm
11: avb hey, i uh, i love charles barkley just because he reminds me of myself he just he says what he really thinks and he's not uh you know he's not going to try to
8: take the politically correct road
5: which gets Um, him in trouble sometimes and i don't agree with everything barkley has said before but and as some of the things he's done i find has been outrageous and ridiculous but i think barkley is a sincere guy i think barkley tries to do well and i think barkley tries to be open and honest and i how can you not respect any of that
11: right that's what i mean i wasn't saying he's right all the time i'm just saying i respect him for, for speaking his mind but uh, you know, yeah, and, and you know, with the internet and everything, there's so much different variations on the story.
4: You don't know who to believe. I mean, that's why well, I I'll give have you all an, these I'll give an example of, of that. Opinion.
5: One of the hot breaking stories right now, Lightning uh, and Rich, is that uh, the
9: they, they're claiming now that the the
5: bullet. <laughs> well, they're claiming that the bullet that hit Mattingly, the cop, that they can't definitively say where that, what, whose gun that came from. And so a lot of people that are, you know, big on Breonna Taylor's just one in a long line and that this, story, this narrative is wrong are screaming that Cameron lied, the uh, Kentucky Attorney General. What I know that the Attorney General said in his presser is he said that they had two different organizations looking at that. One of them said they could tell that it came from his gun and the other one said it didn't. Okay, so one of them said, we don't know where it came from. I don't know if that's what the new news is about, and it's really old news, or if somehow, some way, the other company that that Cameron was saying said it did come from that gun, if they're now recanting or whatever, because it's just a, hey, details to follow story. But here's what we do know. The boyfriend said that he fired a warning shot. Usually warning shots are before anyone else is fired, right? So that would be number one. If the cops were within their rights to fire once the warning shot was fired, are they not? So I don't know that that changes it that much. It changes it in that when Barkley says he fired his gun and he hit a cop, well, if that was in dispute, okay, you don't say the back half of it, but the cops are still in their rights to fire back after the warning shot was fired. So I don't know that that would change things that much. But also... You better be pretty sure when you say a an elected official is absolutely lying, and I don't know that anybody can know that right now. I mean, that that charge is outrageous. That's the kind of thing that people get impeached for and people can go to jail for. I mean, that's fabricating evidence, and that's a pretty heavy charge to make against the Kentucky Attorney General, but this is the Twitter world we're living in, as Rich just pointed out. 617-266-6868. John's in the South Shore. John, you're next on RKO.
10: Hey, uh, V.B., great topics that you bring up. You know, I give you a lot of credit. These are provocative uh, topics, but topics that absolutely have to be talked about. Uh, I like what Charles Barkley said a lot, uh, like your last caller. I don't agree with everything that Charles Barkley says. I don't agree with everything that Donald Trump says. But Barkley reminds me of kind of a black Donald Trump. He, 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 he says what's on his sleeve. He, he talks from the cuff. He's transparent. And he, he puts it out there. And as far as Brianna Taylor, the chance of her you know, would she have gotten killed? Of course she was she has a better chance of getting shot than you or me. She commiserates with felons, dealers, dangerous criminals. Uh,
5: let's, but we don't need to do that, Joe. We don't need to killed. like cast we don't need to cast about? dispersions on her character.
10: Like well, there isn't a dispersion. That's the truth. That's the truth about well, it. Well, there's a lot of white people that do that, though,
5: right? There's a lot of Hispanic we're people. Not there's a talking lot of Asian people. people. We're but talking we're about talking about you should treat it differently. Floyd, is if system? you want to
10: talk about white people, let's have another show. And I agree with you. There's a lot of bad white people. But we're talking about blacks. And we're talking about their behavior. And we're talking about the charge that black people are saying they're being targeted by police, which isn't true. That's not true at all. And I have the numbers to back it up. Brianna Taylor, of course, had a better chance of getting herself in trouble with the company that she keeps. And I agree with Charles Barkley and Shaq. Well, again, I, really I don't did. know. She had – so but.
5: but the family's argument, John, would be that, okay, so Brianna Taylor's dead because she fell for the wrong guy. I mean, Walker – had a gun he had it lawfully he was i believe and i think he still is an employee of the postal service like they went to dinner that night then they drove some kids home and then they were watching a movie like nothing they did there had them in any way shape or form thinking they were in danger one thing i'll defend walker on obviously is you know that door gets kicked open you were asleep in bed you jump up I don't blame him at all for firing a, quote, warning shot or for having his gun right there at the ready. you got to wonder what the hell's going on. Um, But just because I can understand where Walker was coming from doesn't then dismiss anything the cops did. I can also understand the cops, when they go into a house looking for a guy and the first thing that greets them is a gunshot, yeah, they're going to shoot back because they're fearing for their life, especially when one of the cops gets hit. I just, I don't know how you can criticize their actions. We'll forever get stuck on this with people that are on different sides of the issue, I guess. But that, to me, you can understand where Walker was coming from and why those charges were dropped, Lightning. And you can understand where the cops were coming from and why there aren't any charges, period, other than the one-on-the-one one guy. I To me, it gets down to that simple equation, and it has right from the beginning. Dan's and Lowell. Dan, you're next on RKO.
8: Thanks for having me, VB.
5: Hey, Dan. Um, yeah, I
8: agree with Charles Barkley. Um, I mean, they the family did get a did they get a wrongful death
5: suit? Well,
8: they, they got they a settlement money? from Louisville.
5: Yeah, twelve million bucks. So who's?
8: I mean, obviously, if the cops weren't responsible, was Walker responsible? I mean, who's the one that should be paying that? And my other thing is, is the family going to set up a fund so that other Women don't have to hang out or sell drugs to make a living and maybe help pay for
5: their college or something with that money. That's a tough one. I, I just don't feel like we need to. She had a boyfriend who was doing some. Had. It's unclear what their relationship was at that time. She certainly had a new boyfriend because he was there with her. So was she still in contact in communication and or having any relationship with the other guy? No one knows. But. They did have reason to think that, that Glover might be at that house. And so that he was one of the, that was why one of the five places that they were going to was that apartment. But I don't think we need to keep like besmirching her character by all accounts. So far, Brianna Taylor was a law abiding citizen. She had cooperated with cops before. She had talked about him when they had asked her about him. So the reason why there would be a settlement is that, well, first of all, it's the public outcry. They were trying to buy people. Just, look, here we're giving her twelve million. The family twelve million bucks. Please don't burn Louisville down. That's why that happened. We all know that. But also, what you could argue they were saying is, look. This young lady shouldn't have died, and she she died under our care, and we bear some sort of burden for that. It's not that we're going to pin it on one person. It's on all of us collectively because it shouldn't have happened this way, and we're going to make changes to it. That's the argument that Louisville would be making, and I kind of get that. 617-266-6868. we got to take a quick 60-second break to get caught up in the headlines. When we come back lightning, it's Friday and it's 2 o'clock. That means we're going to lighten it up. Tell me a movie that has made you cry. I'll tell you why we're, we're doing that, and then we'll take your nominees when we return right here on our camp. Why
6: don't you just meet me in the middle?
9: I'd like to see it a little bit maybe more right down the middle.
6: I'm losing my mind just a little.
9: Maybe you can realize that the truth is
3: in the middle. So
0: why don't you just meet me in the middle?
3: Now back to everybody's favorite middleman.
5: In
10: the middle.
3: VB.
5: Hour number three of VB in the middle on AM 680 WRKO Lightning. I do have to laugh at that Charlie Baker soundbite during the news. No, it's not bullying, what we did with school districts that I want to have in-person learning. We just want to know what their plan was. Oh, really? It's not bullying. It's never bullying when it's the government (laughs) doing it. Have you ever noticed that? It wasn't bullying. You just said you were going to audit towns if they didn't do what you asked them to do. So it wasn't bullying. No, you were... It wasn't bullying. It wasn't threatening. By the way, there just might randomly be an audit coming your way. I get that. T- Run, totally peaceful. <laughs> By the way, and I mean this sincerely, thank you, Charlie Baker, for doing it because good update for me, Lightning.
6: Oh, yeah. The uh,
5: the school board in my town in Boxford met last night, and guess what? What? We weren't supposed to have in-person learning until uh, November. Mm-hmm. Uh, a week from whatever the date is, uh, today, I think, uh, October 5th, Owen will be having in-person learning now, two days a week. And then, if all goes well, the following week, October 12th, my nine-year-old Ella will be having in-person learning as well for half a week.
6: at that. Such, well, so needed for you guys, so needed in the VB household, am I right?
5: But, you know, Charlie doesn't <laughs> like Trump. One of the things that Trump does is Trump creates a problem and then he creates the solution and then he expects you to congratulate him for fixing the problem that he created. Charlie did that in my town. I mean, Charlie forced my town's hand into coming up with this weird, nonsensical proposal that ultimately became, we're not going to have any in-person learning until basically Thanksgiving. That was because of Charlie. And then Charlie said, that, propo- that solution sucks a week into it And unless you change that, I'm going to audit you. And now the school has immediately changed it. And Charlie goes, you're welcome, I fixed it. But you were the reason why it was there in the first place.
6: not bullying.
5: By the way, we also have a now very expensive HVAC system in our yeah. schools that I'm positive our property taxes are going to go up as a result Whew. of. Luck. Uh, maybe they'll save lives, maybe, but maybe not. Maybe they'll have nothing to do with anything. Mm. Oh, but we got it now. Also, how was that, Lightning? We were told the reason why we couldn't open until Thanksgiving is we couldn't get the unit, but somehow, mysteriously, we now have it. Ah, that old early delivery. You know, that happens all the time. You get that. But they told us it was going to be January. It showed up in October. It's weird, huh? Weird, huh?
9: The mystery. Funny when you
5: don't want to be audited how you can get something. (laughs) But all of it's dirty, and the idea that Charlie wasn't bullying, number one, and the idea that he somehow deserves a pat on the back for this is all just silly. I can just tell you that I'm the, thank God. Because this remote learning is the worst. If you have multiple kids, you know what I'm talking about. It is awful, and it is draining, and I am aging rapidly. And my wife is way more than me because she has to deal with it more than I do. Terrible. It is. Now, we're only getting two days a week, which also sucks because it has to be half the school only. But whatever. It's something, something,
6: right? It's a start. It's something you got. You're going to be popping that wine later on this evening, you know, and by the way,
5: the reason why I know I can see the text line lighting. The reason why Charlie's to blame for the initial thing, the way that all of this worked for those that don't know. And Marty Walsh is still actually operating under these guidelines is at the time schools were forced to make their final decision. Everybody in elected office and on school boards was operating on the assumption that there was going to be a massive second wave in the fall and that we were eventually going to have to shut down anyway. So, what they were doing was trying to buy time to get to that point so that they wouldn't have to make that decision. So, everyone was saying, Hey, if everything's great by this time, maybe we'll consider it. But what's happened is we're now getting more facts and more data, and we're realizing. You know, Even if there is a second wave, it doesn't seem like this is affecting kids in any way. And so what are we doing? And kudos to my town for at least having the stones to switch and say, you know what? Yeah, we think it's going to be safe. I'm fully on board with it. We'll see if parents and kids apply and uh, participate. But I, we will be, I can assure you. October 5th, my son's on the bus, and that's how it's going to be. Uh, it's better for him, it's better for us, and it's better for the town. Uh, now, As you know, Lightning, we were talking about this earlier in the week, and we were planning on getting to it, but because of uh, breaking news during the show a couple of days in a row, it had to be put off, but it can be put off no further. Uh, This week we lost a a giant in uh, the football world. Gale Sayers passed away at the age, I believe, of 77. Gale Sayers, number 40 for the Chicago Bears, one of the great running backs of all time. People that I know that have covered sports for a long time have said that he was the greatest running back ever. I, I didn't see Gale Sayers, so I I don't know, but he's certainly in the discussion. Uh, he had a short career. it was cut short by injuries, which is why he is, to this day, the youngest man ever elected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He got in at the age of 34 when a lot of people were still playing at that age. He was in then, and it's still he still holds that record. That's how good he was. But he passed away, and so why are we talking about that? Well, when I was a kid, Lightning, there was a movie out that – um involved gail sayers the the character anyway Uh, it was called Brian's song and Brian's song was about brian piccolo another running back on the chicago bears who got sick and then ultimately died and gail sayers was very good friends with brian piccolo and when they made that movie billy d williams played gail sayers and has a couple of famous speeches about it that I don't even know if I want you to play any of this, because like, I may start tearing up again. the The whole point of this is that was the first movie I ever heard of where grown men would openly weep and were unabashed about the fact that they cried at seeing Brian's song. Here, do you have a little taste? Yeah, of it, I have lady? a little Just taste a little. of it.
6: Okay, here we go. I
4: love Brian Piccolo, and I'd like all of you to love him too. And tonight hit your knees please ask God to love him does that not
5: catch
6: you lightning are you a are you a Communist? No, was, no, How can touched. you not get teared I, up I've at that? I've never seen the movie, nor have I heard anything about it, but I was very touched when I saw it. I mean, I guess I probably would cry if I saw the full-blown movie, but I was touched by the the speech that I heard. I, I wasn't crying, though, because I didn't see the— I don't know all the context, though, you know?
5: There's a similar movie uh, about baseball. It's called Bang the Drum Slowly. A young Robert mm-hmm. De Niro plays a catcher. And I forget the picture, the, uh, Moriarty, the guy that used to be on Law and Order, was the pitcher in the movie. But Robert De Niro is dying of cancer during the season. And my wife balls. I don't actually love Bang the Drum Slowly as much as other people. I thought it was way too long and we got it already, et cetera. But um, my wife balls at that movie brian the the difference there though is brian 's song was unique for a number of reasons, one of which is yes grown men were openly crying about it and not not only not apologizing about it, wondering what was wrong with you if you weren 't crying at it. second of all, it was a made for t v movie, really? and at the time yeah, at the time, made for t v movies were you know obviously very cheesy, lower budget and They were just kind of here and gone, and you just didn't think much about them. But that movie was, every once in a while, they would, man, they would get it just right, and they would do Spielberg's first movie was that way. It was called Duel. It was made for TV. Fantastic. Blah, blah, blah. Every once in a while, you'd have this gem. And Brian's song was one of those and it it, it mm-hmm. just it hit just right And Billy D. Williams as Gail Sayers was that good, et cetera, et cetera. And so that's one of those movies that'll get you crying, no doubt about it. Seven eight
6: one so. agrees with you, says, Oh Lord, that movie and story gets me.
5: Oh, forget it. Six one seven, two six six, sixty eight, sixty eight. So here's what I want to do on this Friday. Let's let's it's, it's, it's weird, Lightning, to say let's lighten it up by talking about know, movies that make weird. you cry, but it's weird, I but... think you know what I mean. Yeah. What is a movie that makes you cry? And before I get to you, Lightning, oh. I cannot not mention my wife's, yep. and if I want to see my wife crying within five seconds, all i got to do is turn on the movie My Girl.
6: You know why I haven't uh, seen it? I mean, it's on my list too, my long list of movies to see. But I would well, probably I like it. it but put your fingers
5: in your ears, Lightning, if you don't want spoilers. I, I, I alert, know about it
6: already. So when
5: the girl—I forget her name, Anna something—but uh, when she goes in, mm. and Macaulay Culkin's there, but he doesn't have his glasses on. And where are his glasses? I actually—I don't—I can't tell it anymore because I will. I—it's not that his I'm crying at it. Are... I will cry because of my wife crying about it.
6: His face hurts,
0: and where is his glasses? He can't see without his glasses. <laughs>
6: Put his glasses on. Oh. Put on his glasses. <laughs> you don't know, do, I was getting, do I was getting that can't. way too. I was like, damn, I haven't even don't. seen this movie. You know what it is with these movies? I, I was, think that
5: might it, be the saddest. I know people always talk about, um, and I, you know, I don't want to step on anyone's thunder, but uh, the boxing movie with Ricky Schroeder, mm. where the the champ, don't you know, know it, that, but yep. Oh the champ is considered the saddest scene in the history of movies it has been ranked as such. I think my girl that scene is right there.
6: You know what? I don't know
5: anybody that could watch that scene without bawling. Well, you
6: know what it is though too? And I and I'll explain it later when I get into mine, but it's the damn music that kicks in. The music gets you. It really I'm all, it's like I was starting to tear up but then when they start pounding in that music, like that sad music, then it's like all bets are off. I'm I'm on the ground like I'm losing it like i'm telling you they know
5: how to do this then those people in hollywood that's
6: exactly my example (laughs) later on when we get into it it's the music that gets you
5: all right well let's go to the phone 617-266-6868 in honor of brian's song what's a movie that absolutely the waterworks kick in when you're watching it no matter what john's in nashua john you're first on this here on rko
8: bb thanks for taking my call i uh... I just got through a conversation with a blind liberal, but that isn't the point of my call. You, you were talking about Brian Piccolo, uh, Brian's song. Uh, the first time I saw it, when it first came out, I, I saw my eyes up. And my question to you is, what were Brian Piccolo's last words to his wife, Joy Piccolo?
5: So I saw in the comments that you were asking that, and here's how I yeah. operate, John. I don't know his last words, and I did not Google it purposely to pretend or fool you. I don't know him. What were they?
8: Okay. He, he said, "Joy, can you believe this poop?
1: And, he, he, you know, put the word in. <laughs> that was really?
8: Just, he was so, pissed, it was so pissed off this was happening to him, and – uh Those are the last words he spoke. Uh, I've done a lot on Wake Forest and looking up Brian Piccolo and what went on over the years. And uh, it was a truly great story of two people who genuinely loved each other in the turbulent 60s. And I I think it transcends even now. But uh, I'm floored by the lack of empathy that I'm seeing. i to change the subject, but just from the the Democrats out there, what what I'm hearing from people. And uh, I'm very depressed right now and hoping you can pick me up with some good humor, okay?
5: I appreciate the call, John. We'll try. Maybe not humor, but maybe movies that'll make you cry. That's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to get off the politics. We do this every Friday. Let's stay out of it because it'll eat you up.
6: Just wait till you hear my choice. You'll be cracking up laughing. I'll tell you that much. (laughs) I know all of you will be laughing your you-know-what off when you hear the movie that brings me to absolute sobering.
0: Right now you can get Black Friday deals all month at Hersons Kia. If you're looking for a new car, check out the great deals at Hersons Kia. They have 0% financing available and leases starting at only $99. Check them out at
2: hersonskia.com. The fall savings sale is happening now at Mattress Warehouse. Save up to $1,000, plus get 0% interest financing for 60 months. Unsure of which mattress is right for you? Most people are. But Mattress Warehouse is home to BedMatch, the diagnostic system that recommends the best mattresses for your individual support needs. Try it for yourself today. And the Mattress Warehouse one-year price guarantee means you know you're getting the best price. Why shop anywhere else? Visit sleephappens.com for a location near you.
6: Just oh, I don't think sobering
5: you. is a word, I just but made okay. Up. I did. I made it up. That's how ridiculous it is. I made it, it up. Her, what movie Sob- brings you to sobering? Sobering.
6: slobbering. <laughs> you're like either
5: slobbering or sobbing. I don't think you're sobering. I'm trying, but I'm, I'm, you all get of what the she above. meant.
6: Yes, all of the above. There you go. We'll There's find like out what. A little humor we'll, for you, buddy. Yes, <laughs> we'll find out what movie
5: makes lightning sobering when we come back, and we'll find out what it does to you as well. It's VB. You're in the middle on RKO.
3: It's B.B. in the middle.
5: So I don't even look up from the menu, right? Yeah. The guy's like, can I take your order, sir? And I'm just looking at it. How's the kind of mod, huh? <laughs> and then we don't, we just it. post that clip, like that eight seconds. Me looking at the menu. How's the kind of mod?
6: I need yeah. you to have your wife do this. Like, you guys go she out. Would never. Oh, she'd be so horrified. She all would fun. kick me right yeah, into she... Jimmy under the table
5: <laughs> the second I said, got a mod.
3: Now, back to everybody's favorite middleman, B.B. <laughs>
5: Yeah, we're talking about crying, not the song by Aerosmith, but crying at movies. Gale Sayers passed away this week, and Brian's song is one of those movies that will make you cry. I don't care who you are. You're not human if you're not crying. What's another movie along those lines? We're going to take as many calls as we can here, but Lightning, very quickly, oh boy. what's the one for you?
6: All right, I'm going to play it, and you're going to laugh, but this this movie, every single time, brings me through so many emotions. Of course, sobbing, sobbing as I said at first, and then anger.
10: Promise me now, Rose. And never let go of that promise. I promise. Never let go.
6: I'll never let go, Jack. I'll never let go. Every single time I see the movie Titanic. Titanic. I, knew I, that was, cry I knew that was what you were going to say. And then I also get exceptionally angry, and I don't want to speak to anybody for at least an hour and a half after that movie because I'm so angry about the the outcome of how, like, why? Why couldn't you get on the door? Like, why couldn't you both get on the door? To this day, I still have this argument with people and I'm so mad about it. And I saw this when it came to the big screen again, like, as, I don't know, like an anniversary thing back in college. And I went to the movie theater and I was with, like, two of my roommates and they were so embarrassed to be with me in the theater. They were like, is this really happening right now? Like, I can't believe you are sobbing to this extent right now. I think we're going to leave.
5: That movie is so long. I'm the guy that's going. Would you let slide off the door already? Let's go. I gotta move. I, I gotta feed the meter. It's just I can't. The, as I've gotten older, I've gotten soft, it. and I cry at a lot of movies. That one I laugh at. I, I don't even know how they acted that with a straight face. It's so over the. That's top, what I mean. It's, it is but, so
6: sappy, but I cry every single time I say it's the music. It's Celine when she kicks in. <laughs> like I, I can't do it. I just every time I hear that song, it's the song that gets me going.
5: 617-266-6868, the movie that makes you weep. Lisa in Salem, you're first on this this segment here on RKO.
9: Hi, VB. It's my first time calling, so I'm a little nervous.
5: Ah, Welcome, Lisa. It's just me and you chatting.
9: Well, listen, the champ. Remember the champ with John? Um,
5: John Voight.
9: John Voight and that Ricky Schneider. Oh, my God, that one made me cry so much.
5: Lisa, you sound so much like my mom right now, the way you're mixing up names and not remembering. It's John Boyd and Ricky Schroeder, um, among others. But, yeah, I don't know. I've told you this, Lisa. They they did a thing a couple of years ago where they ranked the saddest scenes in movies of all time, and that came in at number one. And I said, usually yeah. you rip these lists, but I don't know how you could possibly argue it. i You cannot watch that scene as he's going to get up, champ, and not be just bald yeah, Oh,
9: my God. I have goosebumps right now, and when you just played Brian's song, that part, I just, my i i my hair stood up on my arms. I was like, oh, my God, I could cry just thinking of it. Those two yeah. movies, though, The Champion and Brian's song, those were really sad movies. And Molly and Me.
6: Oh, I yeah. I can't watch that movie. Yeah. I've refused to watch it. I've never even seen it because I yeah. know I'd be devastated. I can't
9: do it.
5: Lisa, and Lightning, too. But, Lisa, have you ever seen the movie My Dog Skip?
9: Mm, no. Uh, I don't think so. I haven't. Don't.
5: No. I, not because it's a great movie. Kevin Bacon's in it. It is a great movie, but you will be bawling. I can't. I'm telling I can't you. It's do not it even out. a question. Can't do it. Yeah, Lightning don't. You, you know. I can not
6: I can't do it with the dogs and the animals. Yep. I can't That's do it. No,
9: I can't. I don't want to cry. I mean, I love to cry at movies, but I wanted just to go back. I'm on quarantine right now because I'm a para and my kid in my class had that tested positive. I am totally fine and I cannot go back to work for two weeks. Mm. And I think that is crazy. I think that if you don't have any signs, you should just keep going. Like I don't. This is crazy.
5: It's that super spreader thing, to... and it's also that you know you may be positive next week, so we don't know for sure, Lisa. But it is crazy. I know. But hopefully, your boss is being like semi cool about it.
9: My life, just sitting at home. I I'm know. I'm just sitting at home waiting for me to get sick.
5: Yeah, you're on but pause. Anyways, but That's I how really, I really
9: I've watched you since you've been on 25 in the morning. Oh my god. Me and my husband used to love watching you.
5: Thank you, Lisa. I really appreciate the call. I was afraid she was going to say she cried watching me like that. <laughs> I didn't want to hear that. But Lisa, short. thank you very much. Mike's in Boxford. Mike, you're next on RKO.
8: Yeah, hi, VB. Uh, two movies, uh, and, again, another Kevin Bacon uh, flick, uh, Taking Chance, which is uh, that. He, played, he plays a Marine officer who is uh, taking a deceased Marine back home. And uh, – if you don't cry watching that one, you have no heart whatsoever. Uh, the second movie is a little bit older, and it's Old Yeller.
5: Oh god! And, it, yes. and once
8: again, any any movie where a dog dies yep. is a is a real. There's a crier. Yeah, I can't
6: do it. I can't do it. you've
5: movie. never seen Old Yellow. That's old school, but that was, like, the original. Yeah,
6: I've heard of it. I know it. That's I the original
5: dog dying and oh, my God, what is, why did they do this? I can't
6: handle it. I can't at all. <laughs> I can't watch those movies because I'm already l- upset, you know, about not having dogs, so I can't even handle that.
5: I haven't it's seen Taking Chance, Mike, because there was one, Amazon has it, with Steve Carell, where... Um, and the guy from Breaking Bad too. They were also bringing the remains home. It was Steve Carell's son, and it's the same type of thing. And that one, they play a lot of that for laughs, and then they get real heavy, and that'll choke you up too.
8: Now the whole the whole one the whole movie uh, Taking Chance with Kevin Bacon is uh, is sad, but it's uh, it's an excellent movie,
5: but it will make you cry. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate the call. Let's sneak in one or two more, Lightning. I know we're close, yeah. we're close on time. but uh, Dan and Drake, Dan, you're next on RKO.
8: Yeah, I was going to say the, uh, the original tearjerker,
3: Bambi, and every movie where the dog dies.
5: Yeah, those are both good picks. The original Bambi, that's the one Disney movie my kids haven't seen, Lightning, because of that.
6: Oh, it's terrible! Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's <laughs> I kids. I, I, I so I'm still traumatized from that. From like 20 Dan, years. Dan, there's ago. a
5: movie out. I will. I've, I've always recommended this movie. It's, a, it's so underrated. It's a documentary called The Bear, and it has a similar type thing to Bambi. And when it happens in that movie, and it's early in the movie, similarly, you're like, why am I about to watch this thing? I can't do this. Oh, I can't But it. it is a great movie, and it ha- that scene has to be in there. But it is unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. It, very similar. So, good recommendation, and, yes, don't watch Bambi if you have young no, kids. don't just do it. S- simple. Kevin's in Londonderry. Kevin, you're next on RKO.
3: Hey, uh, Life is Beautiful with Robert Benini. I think his name is.
5: Roberto Benini. yeah. Absolutely. Roberto, yeah, yeah. If you remember Deval yeah. Patrick, the governor of Massachusetts, Kevin, I once asked him, tell me something in your office that people wouldn't know. And he said he has at his home office, I don't know if he still does, but at the time I interviewed him, he had the movie poster of that movie up over his office, said it was his favorite movie by far.
3: Wow. Yeah. And you know what else is uh, funny,
5: too? When he got the, uh, when he got the, uh Academy it the Oscar? Yeah.
8: Yeah, Academy when he jumped over the seats. That was funny. <laughs> it was.
5: And then he made a horrific <laughs> rendition live rendition of Pinocchio and he hasn't really been heard from since. But yes, life, is that's be- true. life is beautiful is just I referenced this the other day with my wife. As a matter of fact, Kevin, really? we're talking about yeah, we're talking about remote learning and how awful this is and I said to her, Look, you can't all we can do is try and make this as normal for them and them thinking this is normal and we have to reinstill positivity and that this is okay. And it's that yep. that's sort of the point of no matter what life throws at you and life is beautiful, he was going to make sure his kid – could make sense of all of this and could somehow smile. It is It is a fantastic movie. Kevin, good call. I appreciate it. 617-266-6868. Sorry we didn't get to everybody. I got There's so many good suggestions on there. Although, Line 5 Lightning, I don't know on that one. Have you seen that movie?
6: Never seen uh, Short Circuit 2.
5: Short Circuit 2. Never even heard of it. Short Circuit, but I haven't seen 2. I don't know. I don't know why that would make you cry, but maybe there's a reason. (laughs) Uh, But I'm sorry we didn't get to everybody. Scott Whitley on the other side. We're talking. Today is National Something Food Day. Why am I smiling? You'll find out in a minute. It's VB in the middle on RKO. Uh, Just quickly, if you haven't seen or heard about this, uh, Ron Paul. Former presidential candidate, father of Rand Paul. He was doing a live stream chat today and he apparently had a stroke in the middle of it. And it's actually very uncomfortable to watch if you've ever had anyone in your family who's had a stroke or have ever dealt with something like this. It's frightening. And I'm just mentioning it to you. I know that there's a lot of libertarians listening and there's fans of Ron Paul that are out there and he's you, he needs your thoughts and prayers for lack of anything better right now. Cause he's had a serious health issue today and we'll see how it plays out, but I'm just alerting you to that sad news uh, as I was made aware of it during the break. So there you go. Now let's shift gears, talk some food. We do it every Friday at 2:30 with Scott Whitley. He's the host of wicked bites radio every Sunday from 10 to noon right here on on AM six eighty WRKO and Wicked Bites tweeted out something today, Scott, that I was previously <laughs> yep. unaware of. But oh, we have a reason to love this day, don't we?
11: It's National Lobster Day. I don't know why it's so late in September, but you know, any time of year is great for a baked stuff lobster for me.
5: You really are right on that. I thought this National Lobster Day I would think would be either in June or July, but you know right. what? I'll take it whenever it is
11: doesn't really matter to, to celebrate that day i'm glad it's a weekend so we have three days now to recover
5: <laughs> or three days to celebrate i'm not above that. that's right yeah <laughs> that's
11: right have you guys asked together. on
5: your that's your bad. twitter question was where is your go-to lobster place so let me ask you if you're willing to share what's your go-to yeah. lobster place i do have
11: one at the Inn at bay point in quincy yeah. uh, they have been making this lobster dish the father kevin there uh, remember, I don't know if you, you'll remember this. There's a restaurant, I think it was called Bobby Hackett's on the South Shore.
5: I don't remember father.
11: Kevin, Fa- uh, Kevin the Father, who was, kind of, was sort of an institution down there, uh, worked for that restaurant, and he learned how to make this baked stuffed lobster dish. And he has brought it to all of his restaurants, and it's just sensational. They kind of load it with scallops and more lobster meat, and the stuffing is just fantastic. It's one of my favorite places. And the Phoenician is another great one with the walnut stuff in here in Haverhill. That's a great place. It's a three pound baked stuff lobster.
5: Mm. You've been telling me about that for years, and somehow you've avoided bringing me there for some reason because you don't share. Yes. Is that the problem?
11: <laughs> because normally, you'll hand me the bill. <laughs>
5: I'll give you one of the feelers, and then I'll give you a bill, and then we're good, right? That's that should right. be fun. That's right. Um, it's I learned today. A lobster. Mm-hmm. Well, I learned today because of you tweeting this out, Scott, I started to look it up. I'm like, you know, one of the best lobster meals I ever had, and I don't get mac and cheese very often anymore, but uh, there's a restaurant called 555 up in Portland, Maine, that makes a lobster mac and cheese that's just out of this world. They butter poach the lobster first, then they put it in this mac and cheese. And I found out that coronavirus cut that restaurant, and it's now closed for good. And that makes me so sad when I saw that today. Yeah.
11: Now, it's amazing one out of probably three restaurants by when it's all said and done will close or, or change in some degree uh, and it's tough I I got another question about lobster for you have you ever tried lobster on a hamburger
5: I I know uh well so yes I have uh, I don't do it often because not many people serve it but I have had it and it doesn't bother me is the point I Right
0: now, you can get Black Friday deals all month at Hurson's Kia. If you're looking for a new car, check out the great deals at Herson's Kia. They have 0% financing available and leases starting at only $99. Check them out at Hurston'sKia.com.
2: The fall savings sale is happening now at Mattress Warehouse. Save up to $1,000 plus get 0% interest financing for 60 months. Unsure of which mattress is right for you? Most people are. But Mattress Warehouse is home to BedMatch, the diagnostic system that recommends the best mattresses for your individual support needs. Try it for yourself today, and the Mattress Warehouse one-year price guarantee means you know you're getting the best price. Why shop anywhere else? Visit sleephappens.com for a location near you.
5: I'm fine with either a lobster roll or a burger, and I'm fine with them together. It doesn't bother me.
11: To me, I, I would like to separate them. I think the sweetness of the lobster just gets lost in the burger. But there's nothing wrong with having a little bit of surf and turf.
5: What I've always said on this issue is if you're going to do it, you've got to make the burger patty small. Because mm-hmm. if you have right. a big, thick burger, it's going to overpower the thing and they're not going to mesh. But if you have a much smaller, oh, man, there's a there's a burger in here, too, when you take the bite. To me, it works. But I there isn't much you can do with lobster that's going to bother me, that's for sure.
11: Oh, exactly. Uh, definitely. It's, it's going to be uh, a, a tough thing to, to do something wrong with a lobster, right? You know I one mean, of my least favorites it, is? Tail.
5: I've what? told you. I mean, I'll eat it, but I, I've never understood why people fry it. Fried lobster makes no sense to me, and it's not well, awesome. Well, fried
11: lobster tail, I think, is pretty good. And the first time I had it was probably about 10 years ago. And the restaurant said, you got to try it. I'm like, oh, I don't know how you could fry the lobster tail and it'd be any good. Uh, but with the drawn butter... And the fried lobster tail, you know what? It's pretty good. It's solid.
5: I'm a, but I'm a, and I, I'm not opposed to fried, obviously. But I, but it doesn't if I, need it's it. given a choice of a fried lobster tail or just a lobster tail with butter, I'm taking just the lobster tail. I don't think the fried right. brings it to another level in any way. That's me.
11: It, it doesn't. It doesn't at all. Especially when you need that drum butter, anyways. I, I just like the sweetness from the lobster and the butter. It's just perfect.
5: Oh, and the one that doesn't work, by the way, and you, I think, will agree with me in this: lobster ice cream.
11: Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't get it. Because they do it things. very
5: small anyway. Uh, right, you know, you get and very. And there's
11: really no flavor in it.
5: And there isn't, right. And then, so you, what you get basically is a butter ice cream. And it's not, right. it's, I, I get novelty ice cream and I'm fine with it, but it's not, that's not one that's like, no, seriously, dude, it's really good. No, it isn't. It's, it's like whatever.
11: Well, you were able to pick up that, probably the last half gallon at Benson's with that, that black cherry ice cream that you love
5: black raspberry or, no black red raspberry, raspberry. sorry yeah. i got the red raspberry it's in the freezer still we've had a little of it but this mm-hmm. is what happens now scott we got to we got to pace ourselves that's got to last right. for a while
11: right the winter <laughs> is going to be long
5: yeah so what uh what do you got coming up on the radio show on sunday what do you got coming up on nessin tomorrow
11: uh tomorrow on the television show we're going to take you to Keenard tavern in east boston and we'll tell you all about people Fred of Frateroli's Sons restaurant fair and how that all came to be and we'll also take you out to food truck festival and on the radio show it's that time of year it's pumpkin picking apple picking so we're going to talk to with a lot of farms uh, on the program including outlook farms and applecrest farms uh they will be scheduled as guests on the show and uh, we will take your phone calls to where you're going because it's been a very busy season everyone i'm talking to they said it's just packed this year
5: have you had a cider donut yet this year
11: uh, I did. My daughter uh, was home for a couple of days, and of course, she went right on over to Small Hawk Farms and grabbed those those cider donuts. So I had about
5: three of them that day. Never <laughs> a bad enough. idea. We had them. I think Sunday we went apple picking at Inglesby in our town, Inglesby Farms, and of course, we had to get a bag of them too because you can't resist. And man, that's oh That, right. isn't, that isn't the worst thing in the world heaven knows. Oh,
11: not at all. Uh, not at all. But you just can't stop at once, especially when they're warm.
5: Oh, and they always are. When you're at a farm like that, they're always going to be warm because they're just one tray after the other after the other. So, All right, enjoy all the right. weekend, Scott. Uh, Wicked Bites Radio, 10 to noon every Sunday right here on AM 680 WRKO. Now, when we come back, we neglected to do this last week because of breaking news, Lightning, but we must this week. Three things Lightning has learned this week on the program. We'll find out what they are when we come back on RKO.
3: It's BB in the middle.
5: Bob six one seven says, "Your take on this makes me want to kick you right in the nuts."
10: Oh, good, because I feel the same way, BB. I can't. <laughs> I've listened to you for many, many years, and I can't believe I'm listening to this with you. I feel like you've grown soft in your older age. He oh, has. He yes, has. He, has. he has. What about my little lock
5: monsters, Bob? I he
3: cries mom. at country concerts now. That's oh true. my god. Now back to everybody's favorite middleman. BB
5: two quick things one uh, there are reports that Ron Paul who it appears had a stroke today during a live uh, like zoom video stream live chat whatever you want to call it um, he's apparently uh, according to reports he is lucid and talking at the hospital so if that's true that's all very good news that's number one number two for you lightning. You never thought you'd live in a country where you'd have a royal family, but maybe just maybe that's possible. Have you seen this big news? I lining?
6: saw it, and you know what? I don't <laughs> want a royal family if it's led by her. Okay,
5: Meghan. According to the New York Post, Meghan Markle is reportedly serious. She has quote serious ambitions to run for president.
6: Stop it! Stop and, quote, it!
5: It's the leader we need for times like no, these. No, it's Lightning. not. Stop
6: it! Is, it. Yes. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs>
5: I think there has to be some sort of residency. I don't know how long you have to. I know she lives in California now, but that's been pretty recent. I don't know when she's running and on what platform she's know. running. But, yes, that's what we need.
6: Yeah, good luck with that. Good luck.
5: Let me tell you something. If she was on the Democratic ticket right now instead of Biden, I would say she'd had a pretty good chance.
6: I don't want to talk about it. It's... <laughs> I don't want to think about Prediction?
5: it. Prediction. Eight, oh. 12, 16 years from now, Lightning checks the box next to Markle. Nope.
6: Nope. Depending <laughs> on coming. who's winning. No, no. Depending on who's winning. The running Markle
5: against- uh, Radcliffe ticket. We're going to have all UK know. people yeah. running for president here, and Lightning will be like, yep, yeah, we're in.
6: Oh, yeah. I'm all in on that. You, you pegged me so well there, V B. Yep. So,
5: as you know from listening to this show, Radcliffe couldn't be president, of Lightning, because he wasn't born here. I there know. There are <laughs> things you learn on this show. There is. And at the end of each week, usually there's one, two, three, four, five things that you're like, "Huh, I didn't know that." And so we like to recap it before we sign off on a Friday. Things Lightning has learned on the show, VB in the Middle.
3: Lightning did a little learning this week.
6: What does that even mean? Can someone explain that to me because I really don't understand
2: whatsoever.
3: Much to learn you still have. what? These
8: are the things she's learned.
5: Lightning! All you need to do in the middle of that—that that is the worst radio acting I've ever heard. Just go, <laughs> it's, huh? Really? Like it's that's just it. so entertaining. Huh? Really? No, like I, it, I or I did not hey, know that. Like had, it's not.
6: It's I did not do hard. that. What? Like I. Did, I no, did not do what? Huh? <laughs> No, I but did anyway. do that. I did do that, basically, okay? And you <laughs> say, hey, one person listening to the show said they wanted a little humor today, all right? Well, that's pretty humorous, isn't it? One thing we've all expense. learned is lightning can't act. I did not know that. That is fascinating. Wow. That ranked (laughs) voting. Wow. That's crazy. VB. Director. Could you maybe try
5: acting next
6: time? That'd be great. All right. In all seriousness, let's talk about some some things I learned that actually are pretty funny. At least I think one in particular is extremely funny. Uh, You do not think so. Uh, I learned this week that it is very possible for an NFL team to lose a game despite 39 points and having no turnovers.
5: With all the things that I do for you, Lightning, <laughs> each and every day, you really, that's where you're going here? My Atlanta Falcons losing to Dallas. Oh, yeah. uh, 440 teams previously in the NFL's history had faced the situation that Atlanta had faced, and 440 times that team had won. <laughs> but not Atlanta. They said, we're going to go a different route. We're going to be the first ever to lose this way, and they did indeed lose to the Dallas Cowboys. Thank you. That is so great of you to share that and remind me of that, Lightning.
6: Yes, I I learned a lot this week uh, from you, VB. I really did. That was one thing that I learned based on your favorite team. The other thing that I learned this week is that I know that – and I've always known that you you have terrible food tastes. Taste in food. You have terrible taste in food, but it's actually far worse than I originally thought it was because you are a massive fan of black licorice. And we learned this because some man earlier in the week reports say died from excessive eating of black licorice.
5: I'll die on that hill. I'd pardon the pun. But any day, I, how could you not? Black licorice is a fantastic flavor. It's a fantastic candy. I don't, a candy. Ugh, I don't eat a lot of candy. No. I a lot of chewable gummy. Yeah. <sighs>
0: more Ugh, god. but
5: I, it, in my younger days i used to eat a lot of black licorice in fact so when i would weird. go to candy stores i would always check their licorice section because if they had a oh my god they got that licorice from australia then i was getting that licorice from australia and if they'd had one i'd never heard of i was absolutely all in it and black licorice drops like old school candy oh Ew. Buy the bag full (laughs) up until now. Maybe I can't, but back then, yeah, love licorice drops. You just had to go over
6: to the candy section over there, the candy counter, and dust off the top of the dust on the licorice counter because nobody actually eats licorice other than you.
5: Black licorice <laughs> Neckos, the, oh, the black Neckos. Oh, oh no. those are the best.
6: Oh, my God. First of all, I don't like necko wafers, period. They're like eating chalk. No, thank you. Furthermore, that sounds like double torture, having black licorice necko wafer. I mean, seriously, you want to torture me, forget the waterboarding. Torture me with that then. Oh, my God.
5: So, really, you have learned oh. nothing so far this week, oh. Lightning, because you have not soaked in the wisdom that licorice is a fantastic flavor, especially in a candy product, and Mm -mm, my mm -mm. Atlanta Falcons are not to be made sport of, so you have not learned either of those lessons.
6: Well, something I did learn that is very useful to me now is that Mitt Romney has proven himself to be very useful after all, and I say that because now I can pull a Romney when you VB ask my opinion on something or for me to answer a question that I really don't want to weigh in on or really have no particular interest in. Now I can pull a Romney and say, you know what? I I wasn't there, VB. I wasn't there. Just waiting back in
5: 2016,
8: did you disagree with your party's decision
6: to stop Merrick Garland? Uh, you know, I wasn't there. That's exactly. now I wasn't
5: there. I don't. Well, who's this Merrick Garland you speak of? <laughs> what What is this all about? I'm. Not
6: <laughs> I wasn't there. I, I can't wait for you. This for, is the well, old trick know?
5: football coaches pulled. You know, in the old days. Hey, what do you think about? I don't know who's he play for. Knowing full well that, but they just don't want. They want to act like they're. Oh, I'm in this world. I don't. I don't know anything outside of that. Romney. I wasn't there in 16. I don't even know who. What's the name? I'm sorry, Merrick. Merrick is it? Merrick Garland? I don't know. I mean, who? And he doesn't have an opinion. Yeah,
6: who was responsible for the the Louisiana Purchase? I don't. Vb, I wasn't there, so I don't know what to tell you. I wasn't there. (laughs) <laughs> this is my new go-to. I'm going to pull a Romney. When well, you ask me a question, clear on I wasn't this. there.
5: The phrase pull a Romney is a weird one. One, two. That is weird. Yeah, you're Are right. You, the claim is that Romney was had no usefulness for you whatsoever up until that moment, but now you're like, okay, I can. Uh, there's one in the win yes. column for Romney. Yes. It's sad.
6: Yes, it certainly wasn't the. Uh, let's talk about the. I don't actually. I don't want to talk about the Twinkie cake. I don't want to talk about the birthday candle blowing out because that that was certainly not a win. That was a major loss. Okay. Hey, Mitt.
5: Mitt, excuse me, Senator Romney, if you're listening, my 30-something producer knows you for two things. One is I wasn't there. (laughs) I I don't know this garland you speak of. And two is blowing out the candles on your Twinkie cake.
6: One by one. That's what
5: she knows you for. You think you're Daniel Webster, but that's what Lightning knows you for.
6: (laughs) I wasn't there. I don't know. I wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, lightning.
5: What'd you think of Romney as governor? I wasn't there. Well, I was there.
6: I was. I was living in the state. I can't use that example. Yeah, but you weren't one.
5: there. You were. You yeah, were living here, but you weren't there. I wasn't
6: lightning. mentally there. I wasn't there. You know, I wasn't here for that.
5: There's one other thing you forgot about Romney. Uh, he wore his Utah Jazz jersey oh, to the playoff gosh, yeah. game, and then he held up the four fingers when uh, the guy got his fourth foul. Remember I remember that. that. <laughs> and he also claims hot dogs are his favorite meat.
6: You remember that, too, actually. I do remember that now that you say that.
5: (laughs) Well, that's what Lightning learned this week. I'd say that was a good week, Lightning. We really really educated you. I feel good about that. You should. Have a great weekend, everybody. Be smart, be safe, and be paying attention because God knows life comes at you pretty fast, as far as Bueller said. Whatever happens this weekend, we'll be talking about it Monday at noon right here on VB in the Middle.
4: VB in the Middle. WRKL.